This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Shaletta is here for this feisty Friday. As always, all our guests, including Shaletta, on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Are you in Houston or are you in... uh, Invergrove. I I don't I don't live in Invergrove. I live in Cottage Grove. But you would know That's that right. if you spend more time with me and my children. Now I don't want to have to start that. our relationship. I did that just to uh, poke fun at you. You did that to yourself. Yeah, you did that to yourself. I, I you know. It's a grove. I, uh, Maple Grove, uh, Invergrove, Cottage Grove. Yeah. We have too many groves. Mm-hmm. We have lots of groves. We have groves and lakes. We're known for our groves and our lakes. Okay, so I have to ask you a question. When you were in uh, Hawaii, living your best life, in nice warm temperatures while the rest of us were in Minnesota freezing, did you feel a little guilty about getting away during a snowstorm? Because right now um, it is snowing um, tomorrow and it's supposed to be heavy and wet. And I'm down here in Texas, and it is a balmy 80 degrees, and I've got sandals on, and, um, you know, my toes are out. And and I'm feeling just a little bit of remorse and and guilt about, you know, the experience that my neighbors and friends are having. So I I didn't know if you felt that way in Hawaii or you just didn't give a damn about us when you left us behind. Really is what I'm trying to find out. So let me me, uh, do this numerically. You know, we like to try to (laughs) – Instead of subjectively, I'm going to say, so zero is, I, I didn't care at all. Hundred, I was very concerned about the weather back in Minnesota. I was negative infinity, okay? I didn't give a dang. Outside of, I don't want any of my uh, family and friends injured by the weather. I don't want anybody. I don't want my, you know, I don't really have any enemies. But I don't want anybody injured. No, I was more worried about taunting and trolling and deciding which S, you know, which sunblock I was going to put on that day. Although I'll say this, I will say this: um, Holiday Vacations, great group. I heartily endorse them. We went to La Dida, good for me. Three different islands. One of the days Ooh. we were flying from Oahu mm-hmm. to Kauai, and we had about an hour at the airport. And I like to walk. I'm a walker. As I was walking. I was listening to Feisty Friday with you and Carter when you were talking about uh, lowering your blood pressure and working out. I didn't sense a lot of commitment to the workout. So I want to know, because I love you, I mean this, I love you. Are you committed to this? Because 
because I follow at Shaletta's funny, and I'm looking at some of the eating that you're enjoying. I don't think that follows the doctor's plan. You know, um, you know your friends so well because I have not um, been as faithful as I need to be. I'm gonna tell you something. Fifty one came through the door and said, "Girl, sit down right here." Like fifty, forty nine, forty eight. I was moving and grooving and sticking and dipping and you know doing everything that I need to be doing. And oh my God, I was just you know I was I was the hot girl. I was moving and 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 then um, fifty one came in and said, "You know what? You're gonna sit down right here, and you're gonna hush." And you're not going to move and you're not going to say nothing. And you're going to check your blood pressure and you're going to take these 17 pills with all these different colors. I have the pill bottle now, the one that has all the different colors on, you know, and and it's the AM and PM. I was like, when did I get here? When did I get to this point Mm -hmm. in my life where I'm taking like 17 different medications? I'm the old chick now. You know what I used to say? Uh, this is for 50 and older. I could say, okay, I'm not, uh, you know, over 50. Yeah. You know, they would say, this is for right. over 50. I could say, I'm not over 50. I'm, 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 I'm 50. So no, this doesn't apply to me. And now at 51, it all applies to me. It, it's, it's me. And so I, I was not ready for that change in my body. Um, that came with 51. And so, like, all of a sudden, like, my blood pressure's up. My heart's beating fast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited uh, because, you know, I got a little hair growing. But that's about it. I was like, oh, my God. So I'm, I'm having stress tests done, and they're giving me prescriptions like work out and eat right. I'm like, you don't just have a pill for this? I haven't been to the gym since the 1900s. Um, and so I don't even know how to go up in there. So like Comcast has this thing where you can like spend seven ninety nine a month and get the workout thing. And Sean was like, okay, that's eight extra dollars. We just like streamlined a bunch of stuff. Are you going to work out? And I'm like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to be down there in the basement. And I got my mat and my yoga pants. And I went down there one time, the, the time that I did the, the Thursday before I talked to Adam on that Friday. I, I haven't, I haven't, there was $8. I could have bought some Stop. candy with That makes I me mad. That make listen. You need to do this now. Pot, meat, kettle. That 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 being me, because over the last year I've bought a few things, and I have a few things in my house. I think I should get some fitness just by having them in my house. Like if I walk by them, right? Don't use them, but I just walk by them. I think that should count. You know, so. You need to make just a little bit of – let's not forget, not this upcoming summer, but last summer it you announced on the show it's going to be hot girl Shaletta summer. It hot was going to be hot girl. Baby. You were talking about a wedding you had to go to and you were going to change everything. Mm-hmm. I got hot so for that wedding. I need everything. somebody Just to get married. One of y'all need to get married and give me some something to have reason to have a goal. I don't want to be the fat girl at the wedding. I wanted to be the hot girl at the wedding. So that made me do right. Nobody's getting married. I'm gonna need Dave to leave his wife and remarry her. I need somebody to do something. I need some goals. Okay. I need somebody to do something. Anybody getting married? No. Okay. Then I don't. I don't. What, what's my motivation? Okay. I'll tell you your motivation. Uh, part of your motivation, and it's only a part of it, is this thing I like to, uh, it, it's it's a word that starts with a C, and then it goes A, and then it goes S, and it's 
then goes H. It's called cash. <laughs> Shaletta. Here's what I see. It could be Shaletta for lifetime. Shaletta LA Fitness. Shaletta speaking to mothers and fathers who have special needs sons and daughters and they don't have time to work. Shaletta speaking to, to young black women. How do we stay healthy? There are so many ways where you can monetize this because Harrigan, we know her heart is great. We also know that purse is big. And wants to be filled with dollar dollar bills. <laughs> you already know it. Okay, now you're speaking my language. Okay, yes. this we can do. Yes. Okay, so we can have like blood pressure screening for women, for black women. Right. Like partner up yes. with, with North Memorial over in Robbinsdale and have a, a a special day. And then I can go on all my regular shows like Gloria and Julia and the Chad Hartman show and and Twin Cities Live and talk about the see. You have to speak my love language and my love language is money clicks. okay i get all it's clicks too now. yes it just it just yes yes it just i'm calling the lifetime fitness people on today yes okay all right okay yeah i got it okay i'm with it okay yes Arrogant. but it's so difficult Speak to her. clicks and cash <laughs> i think she's on board now you clicks and she and said cash. you're speaking yeah. her language I'm, you speaking my language. You give me some clicks, let me go viral, or you fill my purse up. That's that's. I mean, you know, that's my love language. Okay, well, I'm I'm, I'm in. Okay, so uh, let's let's say a, a big a blood pressure screening for Mother's Day. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. I'm already coming up. in my head. Yeah, coming up. Mother's Day. Plan on it. Uh huh. Yes, yes. Okay, I, I'm I'm with this. All right, hang on. <laughs> on hold. Uh, I've got multiple topics, but if you have a topic. That you would like me to raise with Shaletta. This is why we have the Cities One Talk and Text Line. You could even call in and ask Shaletta a question if you want to text a question for Shaletta Brundage at Shaletta's Funny, host of the Shaletta Show on Saturdays, 11 to 2 here on CCL. Call us, text us, 651 461 9226. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. To-
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game number one in the single-A semis is done. Matamidi scores with about 45 seconds left. Moorhead, get out of here. Hit the road, Jack. You're done. Hermantown. 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 What am I saying? Moorhead hit the uh, hit the pavement yesterday with their overtime yesterday. loss to the Edinas. Yes, in a, in a hell of a hockey game. So uh, Hermantown, done. Matamidi advanced to the finals. 2-1 victory. Shaletta, we were given the occasional score for mm-hmm. high school hockey and the term, you know what a big deal that is. And two or three textures yesterday, uh, two of them here, and then one, I think, to Jason show, were very mad that we were giving scores because they were DVR in the game. <laughs> and they didn't want us to say the score. I mean, are you kidding me? Like... We're a news organization also. We're not going to give, we're not going to mention anything because somebody might be watching it later at night. No spoilers. Oh, my God. But you know what? This is so exciting for these kids and their parents. I mean, you think about all the time and effort and energy and the early mornings and the late nights that they put into this, and then they get here and they're at, you know, these state tournaments and they're televised. Um, and, and their family all over the, the state can watch them, their friends, their church members, they're going to the games. I, I just I get so excited for these kids and their parents. What a proud moment as a parent this must be to have your kids playing in this state hockey tournament. I, I'm just, this is just, I, I love watching it. I don't know what the hell is going on. I just like watching it and cheering. I don't have one stake in it. I don't, you know, just whatever team wins, I'm happy for them and their families. But, you know, you start looking at it as a parent and you think, wow, these kids have put in so much work. This is great. So I want to talk to you about a parent because you had the great picture of Andrew up this week and it made me think I haven't seen Andrew in a while. And Andrew is is in a unique situation at your house. I mean, first of all, you're his mom. I mean, we know right, how unique oh, that is. Oh, my God. Pray for him. And then having his, his siblings in, in all the challenges they face on the autism spectrum. And I saw that with my boys, with Quentin, and how they stepped up, were amazing, but also the unique challenges. So as Andrew keeps getting older and further along in school and busy, how is Andrew holding up and how it, how does he balance all of that out with the regular life he wants to live? It is so hard. And, and so you got to tell me this, and I didn't know this, the older he gets, the harder it gets. 
because, you know, when he's younger, he is not pulled in so many different directions, right? And he has a little bit more patience, but now he's working. He's got his after-school activities. He's got his job. He's got a girlfriend who's afraid of me. He's got regular friends. He's playing his video games. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, his siblings are like, come on, Andrew, let's have sibling time. And he's like, no, maybe later. And for them, it's saying, I don't love you. I don't want to be bothered with you. So they feel rejected. And then I jump in, like, didn't you hear your sister say she wants to say, this is your only sister, when he really just wants to go in his room and play video games with his friends. And so it is really, um, it's a lot of pressure right now. It's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, balance for him as a teenage child that, that his t- other teenage friends don't have to worry about. You know, um, you know, having to put a gate on the door of his room because he may be mm-hmm. working on a model of some kind, and he doesn't want his special needs siblings just to come in there and start taking it apart. Not that they mean any harm by it, but they no, don't know exactly. the time and energy that he's put into it. So, so it's that kind of stuff, having to hide the models under the bed and hope nobody gets them while he's at school or at work or, you know, they don't climb the gate to, you know, mess with his stuff and so, you know, we've had to put shelving up so he could put things up high so they can't reach him. You know, like, again, like I said, put a gate on his door so they can't get in. Um, you know, and, and I just I feel so bad for him that, that this is his life. But I'm also glad that, you know, he's learning how to manage challenges so that when he gets out in this real world and he gets those demanding challenges, he'll have some kind of background of, you know what, this is this is going to be hard, this is going to be difficult, but, you know, if I got through that, I can get through this. So we don't try to take it off his plate. We don't try to sugarcoat it because, you know, this is his life, and this is the way it's going to be. But at times, Chet, I, I really do feel bad that he does have to go through this. Okay. How are you towards his girlfriend and i can only imagine i just you know and and it's so funny because he wants to know if i work for the fbi or the cia because you know he tries to like keep the girls from me and so you know we were here in houston and he was on the you know the 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 video chat with his girlfriend and i said oh that's amari and he said how do you know her name who do you work for woman and I said, well, um, you know, I'm an assignment editor, so that's my job to know stuff that's not supposed to be found out. But, you know, uh, he's he's at the age now where I had to tell him the other day, I said, listen, if you're going to date a girl for three weeks, I'm not making an investment, dude. Okay? It's going to have to be a 30-day, uh, you know, dating situation before I start, like, meeting parents and dropping folks off and all this other stuff. Because he's, like, three weeks, and it's like, who's this girl? Oh, that's my girlfriend. I'm like, son, you know, you could just say no. You know that commercial with Nancy Reagan to just say no commercial? <laughs> he's had a three-week turnaround time. So I'm not even going to stalk these girls anymore because it's a lot of energy, okay? It's a lot of energy to find out who her parents are, where they work, what they do for a living, where they live, pull their credit report. That's just a lot of time and energy. So so I told him I'm not going to invest that kind of time um, unless they're dating for at least 30 days. Keep it that way. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's give these young ladies a break a little bit. All right, I got to go, but give me one uh, quick guess for uh, tomorrow. I'm off, baby. I'm 
off tomorrow. Oh. I'm on vacation. I'm not working, honey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I, I will tell you that I have a big surprise coming up next week on the 18th. So tell Dave Harrigan to save me some space on the show because I can't tell you the big surprise that everybody mm. will see in on the 18th. But you will definitely want to talk about it on your show. And I don't need no trouble out of you talking about I broke yeah. the news somewhere else. Exactly. So yeah. save some space for me on the 18th. And then I'll come on the show and I'll give you the exclusive and we'll talk about it. But it's going to be a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 18th will be on your show on a Saturday. So can we just give a strong hint to it next Friday on the 17th? Okay, okay. So the 18th is my show. Okay. So so on Friday, I'll do a I'll do a, I'll do a big tease. We'll tease around it Got and it. talk about it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Got that. Got that. <laughs> Enjoy your time in Houston. Uh travel yeah. safe and I'll see you soon. All right. Talk soon. Love you guys. Shaletta with us. Follow her on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Shaletta's Funny. Mike Osterholm on a busy day and a reminder what happened three years ago tomorrow with COVID. Mike Osterholm. Dr. Osterholm is with us after traffic and weather on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Michael Osterholm returns here, longtime guest of this show, uh, so well-respected across the globe, so many responsibilities, including director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the U of M. Mike is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Always a pleasure, sir. This is one of the biggest stories of the day. 
which is why we reach out to you. I'll read from an AP story. The House voted unanimously earlier today to declassify U.S. intelligence information about the origins of COVID-19. This vote, by the way, unanimous. 419 to 0 approval of the bill, sending it to the president's desk. There are a lot of people who are reacting to this, Mike, and saying, good, we want to know, we should have been informed sooner. As someone who has been in the middle of this uh, with your group, trying to study it, trying to understand it, coming on here and so many other platforms and trying to provide information, what is your reaction to this vote in the House today? Well, actually, I'm, I'm glad it's happened. I hope that there is a full airing of all the information we have. But again, I come back to a, a position that I've maintained really since the beginning of the pandemic is that uh, like so many cold criminal cases that are decades old, where there's just not sufficient information to say with certainty that this is what who did it or why, how did it happen? I think this is the same situation here. And I'm not apologizing at all for China. We know that China has not been truthful on many issues, but there just isn't sufficient evidence to say that it was a lab leak or that it was a spillover. I've been agnostic on that. I think that both are still very, very much in play. I think the data that we do have actually more strongly supports the fact that it's a spillover from the animals in the actual market area. But I worry that we're spending all this time debating this, for which we likely will never have a conclusive answer. Those who think they have an answer, that's the answer they're going to have for the rest of their lives, likely, regardless of which one it is. For me, I keep coming back to the fact that we're not done dealing with these germs. And we need to be prepared for both a laboratory leak possibility or even a man-made virus, which in this case we have no evidence that this is a man-made virus, as well as the fact that we have to be prepared for more spillovers. I mean, just look at it in the last four months. We've had Ebola outbreaks in Africa. We've had Marburg outbreaks that have been spillover from animals to humans. And so I just want to have us keep our eye on the ball. What's really important It's protecting us for the future. Assume both lab leaks and spillovers are realities. Okay. So on that last point, in using your own words, because I think that's so important, for protecting protecting us for the future, would it help us a great deal, a little, or not that much if we did find out the definitive answer? You know, it's not going to make much of a difference. And, you know, let me just give you an analogy, I think, that fits into what we're up against with China. I've already said clearly we know they're not truthful on a number of issues. But if they were, how might the same situation play out if a new virus emerged in the Caribbean, deadly, highly infectious? Where do you think we'd pick it up first? We'd probably pick it up in Atlanta because it's the air hub for the Caribbean. And it's where we also have laboratory capacity to pick up the new virus. Well, as soon as that virus was found in Atlanta, I can guarantee you that the world would say it was a lab leak from the CDC. And the Russians and the Chinese would immediately want access to our labs to confirm what's going on here, what happened. And we'd say no. You know, I think we have some of that same thing happening now with the Wuhan labs, where they're saying no, which is unfortunate. Uh, but even if they did say yes, and then we didn't find any smoking guns there, would people still believe it? 
they would say, well, they lied. They, they, they doctored data, whatever. So to me, we're going to continue to burn a lot of energy on these issues. And as you know, because you and I have discussed this in the past, you know, I was on the National Science Advisory Board from 2005 when it was first created until 2014. This was the group brought together to have oversight of this dangerous research that might be done in laboratories that could leak out. And I was very outspoken in 2012 about influenza research that was being done that I felt was not safe in terms of trying to pass it in mammals, i.e. ferrets, to make it so it would possibly transmit in humans with the idea that when we'd study it and say, well, then we'd know that we're about to have a human pandemic. And I said, no, that's dangerous, okay? So I've all along been concerned about laboratory leaks, and so I, I surely would accept that. But I've also seen the spillovers. I've worked on SARS in, in China and in, in Southeast Asia. I've worked on MERS in the Middle East. And I've seen what spillovers, when they meaning that it goes from an animal to a human, looks like. And, you know, the data surely can support that that's the case here, too. So rather than keep getting focused on that and burning lots of energy and lots of anger, let's just assume both of them happened. And then plan accordingly for how we're going to address these to, one, minimize the risk of both of them happening. But if they do happen, how are we going to respond? Okay, on some of the anger, you have a significant portion of the population, and some of this some of this uh, group never wanted to accept any of COVID, but others have been a little bit more open minded, but are still believe that Dr. Fauci, in the position he had, was pushing back against the lab leak, and. They believe he wasn't open-minded enough to that side of the story. As someone you've known for a long time, as someone who you believe has a great deal of credibility, when you hear that argument, what do you say? You know, I will just say again, and I've already qualified it multiple times, I'm agnostic on which one it was, and I was from the beginning. But I also was willing to accept the fact we had to entertain the possibility it could be a lab leak. And that's exactly what I saw from Tony. You know, I've, I can go back and look at each of those meetings that took place and people I have great respect for who are outside of the NIH. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that they, too, said we have to look at the lab leak. And then after they looked at additional information, there was a, a, a part of the virus that looked like it had been man-made at one point, only to find out, oh, no, it really hadn't been. We do see that kind of virus in bats. And so people who initially said, ah, this might be a man-made virus, ultimately changed their tune, not because of pressure, but because of what new information and scientific-based information we had. So I never saw that in Tony. You know, Tony was pursuing what could it be, and it was never that he ruled out lab leaks. And, in fact, if you look at his testimony and in the Senate hearings, he said that time and time again. And I, I think what happens is we have a narrative here that people just repeat it enough times, it becomes true. And, you know, I didn't see that there. I'm sure that there are those who absolutely were convinced it wasn't a lab leak right from the start, and those people couldn't be counted on to be objective, or those who said it's automatically just a spillover, again, couldn't be objective. But if the two published papers that are by far the most definitive reviews of this situation, both published in very credible science journal, Science Magazine, actually are quite detailed analysis supporting the fact that it could have been the Wuhan market, 
where this happened with the spillover from the animals. So I, I just want to come back and say, this is one we're never going to solve. We're just not going to. And that doesn't mean I don't want to. I don't, doesn't mean that I wish we couldn't. But I think at this point, we just have to say, please, concentrate on what's important. This is about our kids and our grandkids. This is about our neighbors and our families. What are we doing to protect ourselves from the future? You know, I've said this to you before in this here. I mean, this pandemic has been horrible, but it's killed less than 1% of the people who have been infected by the virus. Now, that doesn't minimize all those deaths, but think about if this were SARS or MERS, two other coronaviruses that are not nearly as infectious as this one is. But if they were to match up with the infectiousness of this virus and have the 15 to 35% kill rate that basically we see with them, imagine what the future could look like. That's what we have to get ready for. And that's what I hope we can keep our attention to. And it should be a bipartisan, non-political issue. It's us versus the bugs. And that's what I think we have to keep focused on. So let's look in perspective here. Tomorrow, as you know, is three years to the day after the World Health Organization declared this a global pandemic tied to COVID. We started talking, I don't remember if it was December or January, about what this is, you know, three years ago, leading up to this in December and January, not on a weekly basis, but on a semi-regular basis about what was going on in this, uh, China and could it come here. And obviously you've come on, you know, almost weekly during that entire time. Mike, when you look back at the last three years, what is the best thing that we did in reaction to COVID and in hindsight, what's the biggest mistake we made in reaction to COVID? Talking about um, society, our country, and, and yeah. how we arrived at these decisions. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, obviously this is a laundry list. So it would take a long time. But let me try to hit yeah. the highlights. There is no doubt about it that the current vaccines have saved millions of lives. That was done under the Trump administration, uh, you know, in a, a, a really remarkable effort that was done to get those vaccines and to get them into people's arms. And so from that standpoint, I give the administration and I give, you know, the public health world great credit. Now, these vaccines are really good, but they're not great. We need better vaccines. And as you know, our center just put out a major roadmap, a way to get to better coronavirus vaccines a couple of weeks ago with very measurable outcomes, mm -hmm. when, where, and how we got to do it. So we still have a lot of work to do, but those vaccines were incredible. The second thing I think that you asked about was what are the things we failed on? You know, it took us a long time to really understand what was happening. And in fact, ironically, it's three years ago, this very moment, as we speak right now, Three years ago, I was on the Joe Rogan podcast on March 10th of 2020 at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Central Time. And I said at that time, I thought that we could easily have upwards of 800,000 deaths in the next 18 months in the United States. And that was categorically rejected with a lot of anger by not just politicians, but even my own colleagues. We just could not understand what was about to hit us. And if you go back and look, 18 months after that date, we hit 800,000 deaths in this country. 
And so I think that part of the challenge was is helping people understand this was coming. This wasn't going to be a one, one month or a six month or a one year or two year situation. This was going to take us three years. And I think that should be a lesson learned. So how we plan and prepare for the future, anticipate what could this do to our economy? What could this do to our healthcare system? What could this do to our everyday lives, to schooling, to, you know, to everything we do? We have to understand this is what pandemics do. People often forget that in 1918, with the influenza pandemic then, they talk about 1918. Some of the worst days of the pandemic were in 1919 and 1920. And so this is a function of, I think, not understanding that this is, this is like a blizzard that lasts for two months, okay? This isn't like just one and out. And I think that, that's a lesson we should have learned, didn't learn, and I don't think we've learned it yet. I think we almost want to have amnesia and forget that this is what we've been through. Last point, I'll let you go. For the critics who will say individuals like yourself and others who study this and pointed out how valid vaccines were and acknowledge how important vaccines have been but feel like that natural immunity itself wasn't given as much credit as it should have been. What do you say to those folks? Well, I'm not sure what it means to give it more credit or not. As you know, also, I've said all along, whether you develop immunity from a vaccine or from the infection itself, that's still immunity. The question is, how good is it? And, you know, I'll say right now, I have a number of friends and colleagues who are on their fourth illness, all from, quote, unquote, natural immunity-related exposures, okay, meaning that they had never been vaccinated, um, and they still continue to get it. We know that both from vaccine and from previous infection gives you some protection for a period of time, maybe several months, against likely getting ill or severely ill. If you have what we call hybrid immunity, where you have both infection-related immunity and also the vaccine, that's even better for a while. But remember, every time you get one infection, to get that immunity, you pay a price. People die. Today, we're sitting here talking 412 new deaths today in the United States from COVID. Just to put that into perspective, that's a lot lower than 3,300 we saw during the height of the Omicron wave. But remember, the number one cause of death in this country today from cancer is lung cancer. And that average is 350 deaths a day. And here we are sitting here in the 400s. We've been in 400, 500 now, literally, since last March. That's not acceptable. And so vaccines can play a key role there. And we know that. We have the data to support that you don't have to get infected to get immunity, to be protected. You can get it with a vaccine and not risk yourself from getting infected. And so, you know, I'm going to still propose that's the way to go, you know, and that's what I want. I, you know, I, um, both Vern and I are you know, free of uh, having had COVID. I hope that continues. We're fully vaccinated. And uh, that's what I hope others do, too. Always appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for the insight. Thank and we'll uh, talk soon. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Dr. Michael Osterholm, right here on News Talk 830. WCCO, guess what? This will shock people. A lot of people reacting. If you want to react, you certainly can. That's why we have the City's One Talk and text line set up. 651-461-9226.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brian Sullivan, the host of The Last Call, it debuted just a couple nights ago. Frequent guest of the show, at Sully CNBC. He's with us uh, right at the start next hour. I'm just going to react to one text in particular where it says, Mike wanted to bankrupt America. Okay. Um, Fact. Such a f- yeah, of course he did. Yeah, I mean, it was all a plan. Uh, he was uh, at the lab with Dr. Fauci, flew there, created it because he wanted to bankrupt America. Doesn't mean you can't look back and use data and facts to disagree with what Mike has said with us on a myriad of topics related to COVID. You're allowed to do it. But when you offer up just utter nonsense that Mike Osterholm wanted to bankrupt America, you can disagree with his views, but yeah. It's, it's, it's about as accurate as he's made millions and millions of dollars when he has to turn over all his records to the U of M. So disagree with them on shutdowns or mask or whatever it might be. There's so many topics with the COVID. But you, you, you have zero credibility moving forward when you say he wanted, he wanted to bankrupt America. Yeah, sure. The motivation was just, obvious, Chad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I keep missing it. <laughs> just do your research. You'll find it. I'll just. Uh, I can't explain it to you right now. I don't have time. Am I wrong? Next hour, two thirty-five. And as I said, Sully. Uh, a lot of days when we need him as many guests, we spend more time on the Thielen story. So many people are saying the same thing. It's it's just worth noting. To show up at a tryout. Not signed, but just to show up as a tryout guy. Aided by the fact that he's trying out where he went to school. And to turn into the player that Thielen did. I mean, the Vikings have such a long history of wide receivers. He's not Moss, Carter, and Jefferson. But then you get in the debate, is it is it Thielen? Is it Rashad? Is it Sammy White? And he's not done. He's going to play multiple more years in the league. He's not the player he once was. If he's your third receiver next year, he's a phenomenal third receiver. I'm not convinced he still can't be a number two receiver. It's just they're screwed in the books. They just are. I mean, they made the move in the last 30 minutes where they're cutting Cam Dantzler. Just pointing out again, 
what a complete failure Zimmer's picks were over the last seven years picking defensive players. Cam Dantzler, who had moments where you liked him, but had moments where he made a fool of himself publicly, where he struggled on the field at times and couldn't stay healthy. Well, they're cutting him to save $2.7 million. If they thought he could still play, and by the way, they can be wrong. I mean, their draft last year is such a question mark because there's so many people injured. But if they really thought he could play, they wouldn't be doing this. But there's still $7 million over the cap. They need to get to about $20 million under the cap to sign one or two players in their draft choices. So they're not close to being done yet. And, <laughs> you know, losing people from last year's defense, Harrigan, I don't know. Should that bother us a little bit? You know, it, names that are recognizable. Thielen is a historic Vikings player. Really is historically because you see where he ranks in so many categories, top five. And that's separate from the really, truly remarkable work he has done for charitable causes. Yes. The Vikings have a very good history of players who do that. From people who I trust, they put Thalen in that upper echelon of individuals who who did that and didn't always have to you know draw attention to themselves. Certainly, there were cameras that followed him at times, but quality individual, it's it's business, and they've pushed off cap room forever and ever and ever. And so, I mean, they're not going to completely rebuild next year. Um but they're trying to set themselves up more, Dave, for big cap room, uh, not this year, but in 2024. Follow us on the Twitter machine, at Chad Hartman Show, at Dave underscore Harrigan. Try us the podcast. Try Instagram, at Chad Hartman Show. All that available to you. Why not have uh, Linda's Construction out for a free maintenance estimate? Do it during this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.